<laughs> it is I, Skeletor, your master of gardening, and most importantly, the master of Eternia. My evil plan worked, and now I am seated on the throne, and tied up at my feet are King Randor and the royal family. Did I ever dream this day would come? Yes, constantly. And now that day is here, and I am the master of all. Queen Marlena, ma'am, can I get you anything? Would you like some sparkling water or a footstool? I'd like to be untied, but I don't suppose you're going to be allowed to do that? Don't even ask it, Riley. No, sorry. But if there's anything else I can do? Anything I can get for you? You never offer to get things from me. I mean, you have magic. Can't you just get whatever you want anytime you want? No, it's an, an art form with careful rules and procedures. You must be aware of the phase of the moons, the direction of the wind, the pollen count, etc. You can't just wave a staff around and get whatever you want anytime you feel like it. What, do you think it works just like... Like magic? It is magic. It's just not some cure-all instant fix you can have whenever you like. Jeez, what's the point then? The point, Riley, is the same as the point of gardening. To use your hard-won skills, your determination, and your perseverance to impose order upon the chaotic natural world and bend it to your will. That's so sad. And it's not the way Mother describes gardening at all. Adam, that's very rude. I thought I raised you to show more respect for your elders than that. But Mom, it's Skeletor. Don't but Mom me, young man. And, until we depose him... It's King Skeletor. <laughs> Remember what I told you when Count Marzo tried to seize power? No matter how we feel about the despot who has stolen the throne, we respect the office. That's right, dear. Thank you, your non-highness. And as I am a magnanimous overlord, I will allow you to entertain us all by sharing your incorrect opinion as to the point of gardening so that we can all laugh at it. Easy there, Skeletor. Uh, your majesty? No, it's it's fine, Randall. I'm always happy to share my philosophy about gardening. Besides, it might be instructive for this helpful peasant girl to hear. You see, Ridley, King Skeletor is correct <laughs> that gardening requires hard work and dedication, but to my mind, the goal is not to break the plant's will and impose your own upon it. Wrong! But rather, nurturing your seedlings and encouraging their growth by caring for them, paying attention to their needs, and creating a safe environment by removing any obstacles that might impede them from reaching their full potential and blooming into the magnificent plants they truly wish to become. That is so beautiful. It is nothing of the kind. Riley, as your king and mentor, I order you to stop admiring my captives and praising their infantile and objectively stupid platitudes. What plants wish to become, if left to their own devices, is dead plants, which is exactly what they inevitably will become if a gardener is unequal to the task of meticulously controlling their environment and limiting their options, thus removing from them the opportunity to expire. The reason my plants flourish is because I forbid them from doing otherwise. Nurture and encourage? Bah! That kind of foolhardy naivete is exactly why it was imperative that I wrest control of Eternia from your credulous clutches with my brilliant scheme. I still can't believe that plan worked. How was anyone fooled by that corny Orko impression? Ah, uh, my name is Orko and I'm a stupid floating idiot who can't do anything right and messes everything up with my magic. Orko, thank goodness you're here. Quickly, my friend, untie these ropes. Son, that's just a girl doing a voice. Impossible.
dear, I know you're tied up and facing away from her, but I believe she did mention doing an Orko impression right before she started doing the voice. Yes, but it sounded just like him. Riley, you must have the acting skills of Manny Faces himself. Uh, thanks. I guess maybe I can see why that plan worked after all. Because it was incandescently brilliant? Sure. But Adam, I thought you listened to the podcast? Didn't you hear Skeletor describing his plan last episode? Riley, I'm afraid the excitement of being present for such a seminal moment in Eternian history has completed the job started by Tweetor and MTV and has thoroughly addled your fragile teenage brain. What's MTV? Prince Adam here wouldn't know a gardening trowel from a Polisian hand scythe. It is that accursed He-Man who is the substandard horticulturalist who hangs on to my every brilliant utterance. Well, yeah, but same thing, right? What are you talking about? Yes, what is that supposed to mean? Seriously? Really? It's never occurred to any of you? Um, I'm sure what Riley means is that if my good friend He-Man had heard anything on your podcast that might be of interest to the kingdom, then of course he would share it with me. Right, Riley? <sighs> sure. Yeah, that's just what I meant. Why not? As a matter of fact, my good friend He-Man did warn me about an evil plot Skeletor was discussing on a recent show, uh, but that scheme involved Skeletor impersonating a magically incompetent, annoying floating fellow whose name started with the letter O. And that didn't remind you of anyone? Uh, not particularly, no. Uh. <sighs> really, darling, it never occurred to you that there was a remote possibility that that description might apply to Orko? Mother, weren't you paying attention? Skeletor described the person he would impersonate as annoying. Of course I didn't suspect Orko. That little fellow was a delight. <sighs> the only way he could delight me is if he never came back. My gosh, you are right. He isn't here. What did you do with Orko, you fiend? Adam. I mean, King Fiend? <laughs> Wait. I mean, King Skeletor? <laughs> no, that's still wrong. A King! King there. Skeletor! <laughs> Where is Orko? Is he safe? Unfortunately, yes, he is safe. Probably. Depends on if he has a moth allergy. Really, I'm more worried about the moths. But how can you possibly miss him? He's the most annoying lackey I have ever met, and I'll remind you, I currently employ Too Bad. You have got to hate him. How can you say that? We all love Orko, right guys? No, absolutely not. Uh, no. See, everyone agrees with me. He's great. I don't believe you. There is no way. Name one thing you honestly like about that semi-sentient clot of floating laundry. <laughs> he... Uh, that is to say, we, uh... Huh. Um, there's... I mean, how can you say that? We love Orko! Speak for yourself? I can't stand that wet blanket. I mean, literally, he's literally a wet blanket. He smells like a couch that got left in a leaky marina. Mother, I'm shocked you said that. I... Once mistook a pile of used tissues for Orko, and I must say it was the most enjoyable afternoon I ever spent with him. He's like if a bunch of dirty kitchen towels were used to soak up hazardous waste. He's like if a pile of used sheets got tangled up with a broken kazoo. He's like if you hid a whoopee cushion under a napkin and then it just kept going forever. How can you say such things about him? He's very... loyal? Loving? He's a very... um... He is very much a resident of this castle. Hmm. Orko is what happens when the black mold in the bathroom is left untreated long enough to gain something approximating consciousness. Orko is what happens when you empty magical beakers into a chamber pot. Is that how we got him? I always assumed you made him to torment us. 
You think I made him? I'm evil, but even I have a code of conduct. True. Orko is a war violation in an ill-fitting hat. Orko is a damp piece of single-ply toilet paper stuck to the back of your shoe. Orko's a fart in a curtain. Mom! It's true. (sighs) I hate to admit it, and I mean that I do truly hate it. But yes, fart in a curtain, you win. (laughs) Booyah! Marlena. I mean, (laughs) quite right, how astute of you to notice. What happened to the lights? Randor, I knew your administration was incompetent, but were your underlings so inept that they neglected to pay the electricity bill for the royal palace? (sighs) Now, Skeletor, I told you you were going to blow a fuse if you insisted on plugging in all those smoke machines in the throne room. Well, excuse me for having standards, Randy. Some of us have a consistent aesthetic motif we're trying to maintain. Calm down, the backup generators will kick in in a minute or so. You're not still scared of the dark, are you, buddy? I am not your buddy! And Skeletor fears nothing! By the power of Grayskull. I have the power! Who said that? Oh dear, I really don't think he thought this through. It's okay, but Skel- King Skeletor, the lights will be on soon enough. See, there we go, your highness. No need to get all worked up about everything. It just took a few minutes for- He-Man? He-Man, what are you doing here? And where did Adam go? What's going on here? Oh, this is excellent. <laughs> Randor, you baloney-brained dunderhead. It's so obvious what has transpired here that it should be clear even to a dim-witted dunce like yourself. Prince Adam is gone. And tied up in his place is my thrice-damned arch-enemy, He-Man. Finally. Clearly, He-Man sought to use the distraction of the power outage to sneak into the throne room and rescue his friend, Adam. So stupid. Yes, Riley, exactly. He-Man was so stupid that after freeing the prince, he got tangled up in the ropes and in the darkness accidentally tied himself up. <laughs> what an idiot. Took the words right out of my mouth. Once free, the craven Prince Adam fled like the coward he is. And now He-Man is my captive instead of my worthless nephew. Wait, Prince Adam is your nephew? But that means the King Randor is your- Yes, unfortunately, the former King Randor is my good-for-nothing, much older brother. Kiddo. I I mean, your majesty. (laughs) I'm less than a year older than you. And I can't believe you aren't more concerned about Adam. He's out there wandering the halls of the castle, alone and confused. I'm sure Adam is just fine, wherever he is. That's so kind of you to say, He-Man. But Adam was always a little delicate. I'm worried he might hurt himself out there. He's never had to truly fend for himself before. A few years ago, he accidentally wandered off the castle grounds. We found him three days later offering a cow 30 gold pieces to make him a sandwich. Well, it's not as though there are no sentient cows on Eternia. You raise a good point, Randor. Very well, I'll send out some of my palace guards <laughs> to search for him. Hopefully they can locate that feeble-minded fop before he manages to drown himself in a bowl of cereal. No, that's a little unfair. Ah. Oh. Thanks, little bro, a King Skeletor. 
I knew you wouldn't let anything happen to your nephew. I assure you, misplaced sentimentality has nothing to do with this. I... I merely wouldn't want that ambulatory bull cut to befoul my new palace in the process of inevitably harming himself, that's all. Well, I think it's sweet. It is nothing of the kind. I can't believe you gave me all that crap when you found out Hordak was my uncle. When it turns out, you're King Randor's little brother. Hordak is your uncle? Don't you start in on that. Well, I'm sorry to speak ill of your family, Riley, but I must say, I've never cared for Hordak. I mean, evil is one thing, but I've always found his brand of uh, performative masculinity a little distasteful. Seriously? Yes. I know he's your uncle, but it's quite off-putting. Why is everyone looking at me like that? Your name is literally He-Man. I'm not sure I get your point. He-Man. Yes, He-Man. It's a portmanteau of heroic and manifestation. You see, I believe that everyone has a hero inside of them. It is my responsibility to inspire the people of Eternia and help their inner heroes manifest. Sure, my he mans itself by giving me the strength to physically combat evil forces. No offense. None tolerated. But there are so many ways that your inner he can man. Your he might man when you help your parents by putting away the groceries without being asked, or volunteer to raise funds for your local library. Well, da- King Randor makes sure our libraries have all the money they need, but you get the point. Uh, wait. You didn't think I was just calling myself He-Man because I was some kind of macho jerk and wanted to tell everyone how manly I was? Yeah, pretty much. Did everybody think that? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We just thought it was a phase you were going through. Oh my gosh. Do you think it's too late to rebrand? It is, isn't it? Maybe I could start some kind of awareness campaign about the importance of recognizing portmanteaus. Well, we'll see how many leaflets you can print up when you are locked in the dungeon. <laughs> Actually, the prison facilities at the Royal Palace have a fairly extensive publishing resource center. Huh. Remember last time you were captured, we tried to get you to start that zine you always talked about when we were kids? What was it called? Botanarchy? First of all... That wasn't the last time I was captured. It was three times ago. Second, the prison's clip art section was pedestrian at best. And while I expect a certain amount of torture to be taking place in a dungeon environment, an amount I intend to increase dramatically during my reign, limiting a prisoner's publishing options to sans-serif fonts only is a bridge too far. Yes, I remember you complaining about that. To my good friend Prince Adam, which he told me about. Why do he and Prince Adam keep putting that strange emphasis on the words, good friend? Seems a little suspicious, doesn't it? Very. Riley, you don't think... No, it couldn't be. Could it? Riley, are Prince Adam and He-Man... dating? <sighs> no. No, I don't think they are dating. Oh, that's a relief. He-Man may be my accursed enemy and a dull-witted, balloon-biceped buffoon, but he could do so much better than Adam. If they were together, it would reflect poorly upon me as his nemesis. I cannot abide such insults upon my purse, yeah, upon my good friend. I should be so lucky as to date Prince Adam. So are you saying he rejected you? Being rejected by what essentially amounts to unproved bread dough looks even worse for you as my nemesis. What? Uh, no, I mean, he didn't reject me. I mean... I never asked because I wouldn't want to hurt our friendship. So, what you're saying is that you, He-Man, 
would happily date Prince Adam, your good friend and definitely not the same person as you, if it weren't for your low self-esteem? Uh, I just don't think I'm his type. You're probably right on that one. I do love my son, but he's quite the tiger. Best not to get heartbroken. He just hasn't found that special person to commit to yet. Not for a lack of trying, though. I mean, he doesn't date around that much. <laughs> I'm sure he'll settle down someday. But for right now, rawr. He's always disappearing on us for a few hours and coming back with stories of a swift romance with a sour turn. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he scampered off to now. <laughs> Maybe? Do I, uh... Does he really use that excuse that often? I'm sure there's other reasons he runs off sometimes. Sometimes it's shoe sales. I don't understand it. How many pairs of dove gray satin slippers can a man need? At least change the style up. He'd look really sharp in a nice Chelsea boot. Anyway, he's probably off wandering around in pursuit of true love. Hopefully not back to that cow, though. I keep telling him. She wasn't interested. Please stop helping, dear. Don't worry, darling. I'm sure he'll be fine. I gave him a serious talk about the importance of hygiene and taking certain precautions. You did? Yes. We had a very frank and open discussion. Wait, was... was that what all that talk about weapons maintenance was about? Oh, he told you about it, did he? Well, I'm glad I made such an impression. So that's why he ordered all that machine oil and kept obsessively checking his sword for rust spots and discoloration? Oh, well, perhaps Adam's grasp of metaphor could use a bit of polishing. Unlike his sword, the Miraschine on which now makes a lot more sense. Maybe we could talk about something else. Don't you need a word from your sponsor for this show? Silence, you pea-brained poltroon! Prisoners are to be tortured, not heard. But, as I am a gracious tyrant, and one who is completely uninterested by my milk carton backwash nephew's love life, I will grant that due to sheer happenstance, you may not be entirely incorrect. It is indeed time to hear from one of our advertisers. But don't let it go to your head. As though anything could get through that misbegotten mop you call a haircut. I'll have you know, this is a very fashionable look right now. <laughs> what planet is that? Uh. I said silence! Now then, let's see... Personal testimonial. Very well. Uh, if you're anything like me, you are a magnificent evil mastermind who has just conquered a kingdom and seized the throne room from your useless brother to become the king and ruler of Eternia! <laughs> Obviously, you are nothing like me, and never will be. However, the one commonality between my exalted position and that of the peasants I now rule over is that neither of us has a great deal of spare time. I have a kingdom to run. And you, listener, have a new overlord with a stringent and exacting set of demands which must be met should you wish to enjoy the privilege of continued existence. You certainly have neither the time nor money to fritter away on expensive lawyers, as I will soon be claiming the lion's share of both. That's where Contract Wiz comes in. Their staff of experts has created templates of hundreds of legal documents that can be useful in a variety of situations. From disowning a dodo-brained dandy of a nephew... Hey! to making out a last will and testament that bequeaths all your worldly possessions to your new monarch. I don't think you can disown a nephew. 
contract whiz can do it all. They even prepared the papers which transferred sovereignty of the realm to me, Skeletor! <laughs> contract whiz. We can't believe it's legally binding either, but I guess it is. I still don't understand why you signed those papers, dear. I had no choice. He tied us up fair and square. It's in the Constitution. And no backsies, Randy. I had those documents notarized and everything. I can't believe Whiplash is a notary public. He filled out the forms accidentally when he was trying to win a jet ski in an online contest. Yeah, that tracks. Still, it's come in handy from time to time. Like when I filed for a patent of the technology used in the Bashasaurus. Or the time you and Hordak made us all sign NDAs about your tetherball Or match. the time I became the sole monarch of Eternia! <laughs> and if you wish to know what it feels like to be royalty, as I now am, then perhaps you can dare to try your hand at taming the Fiddleleaf Fig. First and foremost, the vast majority of you are not cut out to wear the crown of Fiddleafery and should know better than to try. The rest of you might perhaps keep it alive for a few scant months before resigning it to the compost heap, where it will sit as a memento mori to your foolish audacity. But there is likely one of you out there who may manage it. I don't believe that, but statistically it has to be likely. And so for that lone outlier who has clawed their way up from gardening neophyte, this plant is for you. They aren't that difficult to grow. He-Man has managed to grow one, after all, and he's only taken up gardening quite recently. We had to have the watering conversation. I don't think I'll fall for your attempt at creating a bond. You are my prisoners and nothing more. But I'm the only one you can discuss rare cultivars with who properly appreciates it. I have a few banana mint seedlings potted right now. I'm sure you'd love to get some cuttings. Ha! All of your cuttings belong to me now, anyway. Oh, <laughs> King Skeletor, I'm a mother. I know how to hide the good stuff. Hey, I think Jorin is doing beautifully. She's looking quite happy. Certainly more than she was. You've really stepped up, He-Man. What did you do to Jorin? Nothing. The speckled leaf. The speckled leaf! For shame! Speckled leaf? Skeletor, this is your podcast. Do you want to explain it? Really educate your audience? Arlena and I just want to be supportive. I wouldn't say that's our highest priority at the moment, darling. Well, sure, my love. Escaping his clutches and retaking the throne, sorry, little brother, is more important. But no reason not to be supportive while we're here. Skeletor does not need your support. Skeletor needs only your utter compliance with his gardening demands and his rule over Eternia. We'll get to the second one, but for now, plants. The fiddly fig is a statement piece, a small tree grown indoors with enormous fiddle-shaped leaves that make your dwelling space feel like a magical, verdant wonderland. Keeping such a wondrous beauty alive requires a steady hand. If you're careful and consistent, you may have an indoor companion that reaches ten feet. However, that path is strewn with obstacles such as watering, humidity, light levels, and spider mites, among others. One such example of its exacting nature is the speckled leaf. If your watering is in any way incongruous to the needs of your fiddle leaf fig, new leaves will come in with red speckles, thus proclaiming your ineptitude to all. To prevent this embarrassment, water no more frequently than once a week. Some may say to let the soil dry out completely before watering again, but fiddle leaf experts encourage you to instead pay close attention to the growth cycle of your plant. Excuse you, this is my podcast, and I will not let it be a platform for your substandard arboreal assistance. 
I'm sorry, I just, I thought you were done, and I wanted to make sure our dear subjects- uh, My subjects? Uh, your subjects don't miss important information. People do get so attached to their fiddly fig trees, you know, and they are very finicky. Only if you don't know what you are doing. And speaking of not knowing what you are doing, keep quiet or I'll have all of your gardening tools melted down into a statue of me looking resplendent. And I'm riding Panthor. Panther's doing swipey paws in this statue, right? Obviously he's doing swipey paws. I'm not a Philistine. But speaking of one who is, will it kill Beastman? When it comes to the fiddly fig, I can guarantee that if Beastman so much as looks at mine, the least of his problems will be whether or not it's poisonous. Although to be clear, yes, yes they are. I think the lesson to be learned here is that it's not irrecoverable if the plant is miswatered a bit. We all make mistakes now and then. Oh, that must be embarrassing for you. I include you in that wee King Skeletor. I remember you at Randall's in my wedding. We're not going to talk about that. I don't need to. I have the pictures. I burned them all. Yes, I did make sure it seemed like you had. I want to see them. No one will ever see them. Perhaps. Perhaps not. I love it when she does this. You love it when your wife engages in blackmail? What can I say? I love a woman who knows what she wants. Well, you're tied up now, Marlena, so good luck getting a hold of your blackmail material anytime soon. Ah, boo hiss. That's enough out of you. Stop encouraging this traitorous activity and hand over the leaf it to me question. Uh, here. And why is this from He-Man? Because he's the only person here with a question. What about the letters from all of my adoring and appropriately awestruck fans? They're at Snake Mountain. I was going to take the wagon all the way to Snake Mountain and back just for some letters. You should have brought them with you when we relocated. Well, it's not my fault you didn't do a change of address form. It may have escaped your notice, but I have been a little busy overthrowing the royal family and working to seize the power of Grayskull. Besides, Beastman was supposed to do it. Uh. Now, now, this one is on you. You trusted Beastman to fill out a form? The last time he was at the rehabilitation facility, he was still having considerable trouble coloring in the lines. You work with Orko. You don't get to have an opinion about how idiotic my minions are. <laughs> Marlena. Apologies. That was just a, an elegant retort. Skeletor, I don't know why you're upset about this anyway. You get to complain about He-Man and gardening mistakes at the same time. I basically gave you a birthday present. Uh, it had better be extra stupid. Dear Skeletor, that's King Skeletor to you. I have a variegated monstra and it's very important to me. <laughs> Unlikely. You probably have a monstra someone spilled paint on. I have the only variegated monstra in the kingdom. No, it's definitely a variegated monstra. I can go get it for you if you like. Uh, absolutely not. You will remain there, tied up where I can see you. But let us indulge your delusion. Where did you get this variegated monstra you claim to have? A fellow was selling cuttings online at something Rare Botanicals. It was a while ago. I'm sure there's no need to talk any more about that. You got it from the internet. There, mystery solved. I'm sure it'll come to me. Was it Jaw something? It was definitely a weird name. Haha, <laughs> yep. That's weird, all right. Okay, you have this variegated monster. What's going on with it? Well, it looks beautiful, but it's growing very slowly. Much slower than my monstra, and I'm worried that I'm doing something wrong. Yes, you are doing something wrong. Always. Those furry briefs for a start. Now, 
you trowel-wielding twits, listen closely. Variegated monstras have less chlorophyll, hence the variegated pattern. Less chlorophyll means less power to produce energy for the plant from sunlight. Less energy means a slower growth rate. This is a lesson so simple, even Beastman... Alright, maybe not Beastman, but then even... Whiplash? No, not him either, but that, that probably at least one of my minions could understand. Do not attempt to overfertilize or oversun your plant in an attempt to defy biology. You will damage the plant and incur my nigh-incalculable wrath. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Thank you for your help with that. Oh, you'll thank me, all right, He-Man. Because now that I've got you in my clutches, you can thank me by handing over the power of Grayskull! Oh, I can't do that. Now, young man, what did we tell you? I mean, what did we tell Prince Adam and he no doubt told you about respecting the office of the king? Marlena! Marlena is what I was saying. Are all adults this dumb? Is this what happens when your brain finishes developing? If there was ever a time to not respect the office of the king, handing over the power of Grayskull is it. Uh, but anyway, I really can't. Only the sorceress could do that. <sighs> yes, of course you would be too dim-witted to control the power. Very well. Bring me the sorceress! Oh, I'm sorry, kiddo. Uh, that's King Kiddo. I mean, King Skeletor. <laughs> of course. But the sorceress is on a silent mindfulness retreat in Avion right now. She should be back in a few weeks, unless she stops by the casinos on her way home. Oh yeah, she and Nana got kicked out of the Excelsior together. Did they? When? Oh, just a few minutes before it exploded, funnily enough. She won't be back for weeks! Weeks?! Well, I don't intend to wait that long. I'll send my palace guards after her. It will be but days before the power of Grayskull is finally mine! Everything is coming up, Skeletor! I have harvested a bounty of triumph and subjugation! And that was my actual harvest! My metaphorical harvest is even sweeter. I have defeated the former king and queen of Eternia, installed myself on the throne, captured He-Man! Sort of? It counts! And on top of all that, my brandywines grew in most excellently this year! And, and, my peace lily is finally doing well! Uh, I mean, it was always fine. Oh, who cares? The Peace Lily was doing terribly, refusing to fall into line on anything, but now, Favriel is a verdant, glossy, shimmering doyan, bursting into bloom like everything else in my life. As your liege lord, I command you to return next time for another episode of Garden Plots with King Skeletor! <laughs> Where I will instruct you how to make your vegetation thrive and blossom, just as Eternia shall thrive and blossom under my tyrannical regime! That's the spirit. Shut up, Randy. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Queen Marlena is played by Claire Mulcairn. Prince Adam and He-Man are played by Chris Newton. King Randor is played by Maddie Carteropel. 
Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots. You can donate to Skeletor's schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thank you for listening.